0: Velcro directly over the old rogue heart. Atop that, I wore my inflatable seal CQC vest. And lucky I did, because without it, I'd have sunk faster than a brick. Oh yeah, I was carrying almost 70 pounds of equipment tonight. Cinched around my waist was a tactical pistol belt. Descending from it, and attached to the roguish right thigh, was a ballistic nylon holster that held my suppressed Heckler & Koch USP 9mm and five spare 15-round magazines. To balance things out, my left thigh supported six 30-round submachine gun magazines loaded with 115-grain Winchester silver tips. Strapped to my back was a scabbard holding HK's ubiquitous MP5 submachine gun in 9mm, with a night wet technology suppressor screwed onto the barrel, and a seventh full mag of silver tips within easy reach. I have six DevTech number 25 flashbangs in modular pouches velcro to my vest, along with a secure radio, lip mic, and earpiece, 20 feet of shaped linear ribbon charge on a wooden spool, primers, wire, and an electric detonator, a pair of 18-inch bolt cutters, an electrician screwdriver, lineman's pliers, a short steel pry bar, and a first aid kit. I carry a pair of 2-liter bladders of drinking water. Strapped to my right calf, I wore a Mad Dog Tahoe Combat Knife with a non-magnetic blade. Wound around my waist was 20 feet of caving ladder with modular titanium rungs and stainless steel cable rail. With all that dreck attached to my body, swimming a thousand yards from my insertion point to the target would have been, shall we say, difficult, even under the best conditions. But if tonight's conditions weren't the best, they weren't intolerable. The water was warm and calm, with a mere 8 to 10-inch chop. The current flowed obligingly directly toward my target from our launch point. A 12-man assault team swimming roughly 1,000 yards should reach its objective in about 40 minutes. We had gone about half that distance in less than 20 minutes, and were therefore ahead of schedule. Which is why, I guess, Mr. Murphy of Murphy's Law fame came up with an additional element of difficulty to layer on the night's events— an unforeseen, unanticipated, and totally unappreciated oil slick coated the water through which I swam tonight. I hadn't seen it until I was six feet into it. Enough time to wave my guys off, but too late for me. The goddamn stuff stuck to me. It coated all my equipment with sticky, foul-smelling goo, and it weighed me down, almost doubling the load I had to swim under. You want to know why I was out there in the first place? It's actually quite simple. I was attempting to stroke through the Caspian Sea toward oil platform 16 Bravo, the main rig of a five-platform operation sitting nine miles from shore, about 50 miles due south of the Azerbaijani capital of Baku. The rigs were owned by SOCAR, an oil consortium controlled jointly by Centex, that's the Central Texas Oil Corporation, and the Azeri government, and manned by a mixed crew of a dozen Centex and expatriate Brit roustabouts. 16 Bravo was currently under the control of a group of eight terrorists. They'd taken over the rig 20 hours ago after slipping aboard from a pair of bright yellow Zodiac inflatables. The tangos took the rustabouts hostage, then used their own state of the art cellular phones to call Sentex in Houston, Texas. The message was pretty straightforward We are pro Iranian Azeris who do not like the fact that you infidels are exploiting our nation. Get out of Azerbaijan. Or suffer the consequences. By chance, two hours after the bad guy's phone call, I'd wheels down in Baku with a platoon of SEALs on a stealth-grade training mission with the Azeri Special Forces. The Azeris knew all about my capabilities in the hostage rescue arena, skills not possessed by any local military or police unit. So the government of Azerbaijan wanted me and my guys to do the evening's dirty work. And to be honest, I was more than happy to oblige. The best way to teach, after all, is by example. And taking down this oil rig would serve as a real-life demonstration of hopping and popping and shooting and looting. That was the good news. Here's the bad news. Someone had told the press I was coming, and there was a big contingent of cameras and lights at the airport. The American networks wanted pictures of me and my guys in interviews, too. No effing way, Jose. I solved that problem by asking the Azeris to throw the reporters out. Something he probably had a lot of fun doing. But there are two additional impediments to my merry nocturnal.